name is Marcus, and uh, it's good to see your beautiful and handsome faces. Look at someone and say, I'm glad you came. Look at someone else and say, 24-7 loves you. So really quick, I want to just jump in, and uh, we are in week two of Endgame. Week two of Endgame. So if you weren't here last week, we're talking about Endgame. And uh, who saw the movie Avengers Endgame? How many people are, like, disappointed? Endgame, disappointed. Yeah, I, I was disappointed. I was like, what? What? All right. All right, bring it back in, bring it back in, bring it back in, bring it back in. Woo! Bring it back in. Okay, so check it out. Endgame. And the whole point of this is, what is your endgame? We saw the Avengers and Marvel's endgame, and I am disappointed with their endgame, but... What about your end game? So last week we talked about, you know, what does your end game look like? Of course, it's salvation is hopefully what all of our end games look like, right? Going to heaven, you know, seeing the pearly gates. That should be our ultimate, ultimate end game. But uh, let me recap. In Ephesians uh, chapter 1, verse 4, it says that even before the world was made, someone say the, before the world was made, God had already chosen us to be with him through the unionship of Christ so that we would be holy and without fault before him because he loves us. So God already before the earth was created had an end game for us. So in order to be a part of that end game, in order to be one of the Avengers, in order to be, what's your favorite Avenger? Thor, Captain America, okay. In order to have an end game, though, check this out. Stay with me. Track with me. In order to have an end game, you'd have to be a follower of Christ. So there's, there's something called the four spiritual laws. The four spiritual laws. Number one is that, guess what? God loves you. Look at someone and say, God loves you. So for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him should not perish but have eternal life. Eternal life is in game. That's my end game. I don't know about you. I want eternal, eternal life. That's John 3.16. So in order to have this end game that God's talking about, number one is you got to realize that God loves you. Number two is to realize that man and woman are still are, are sinful and sin separates us from God. Look at someone and say sin separates us. Come on, look at someone and say, sin separates us from God. All right, so that's part two. So, for all have sinned. Listen up, listen up, listen up. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That's in Romans 3, 23. And for the wages of sin are death, spiritual and sometimes physically. That's Romans 6, 23. And, but your iniquities have made you, have made you a separation between you and your God. That's Isaiah 59, verse 2. So part two to having this end game is to realize that we are all in a sin state, that we are as sin separates us from God. Number three is that Jesus Christ is God's only provision for man and woman's sin. So Jesus dying on the cross for our sin is the only atonement for that sin. So it says in the Bible that I am the way, the truth, and the life no one comes to the Father but through me, is what Jesus is saying. John 14, 6. But God demonstrates his own love towards us. In what? In that 
while we are yet sinners, Christ died for us. That's Romans uh, chapter 5, verse 8. So, number one, God loves us. Number two, that sin separates us from God. Number three, Jesus Christ is the only way to at- for the atonement for that sin and the only way into heaven's gate. Number four is, anyone know what number four is? like, I don't know. <laughs> it's right there. <laughs> Amanda, I love you. <laughs> and everyone's like, how'd you know that? <laughs> All right. So, yes, we must individually receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. That's number four. That's how you have an end game with Christ, that we must individually receive Jesus Christ. But as many has received him, to them that gave to he, let me start that over because something just happened in my brain. All right, let me start that over. So, but as many has received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. Even to those that believe in his name, John 1, uh, verse, uh, chapter 1, verse 12 says, If you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Romans chapter 10, verse 9 says, For by the grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourself, it is the gift of God. So this is God's gift, eternal life. Saving us is God's gift, God's end plan for us. So if you're wondering, like, I don't need an end plan. I have no idea. I don't even got a start plan. God's got an end plan for you. Here in 24-7, our vision statement is what? Let's say that convincing together. Know him and make him known, right? To know him, have a personal relationship with him first, and once we have that personal relationship with him, to make him known, to share this goodness, to share these four steps with someone. So right now, I've got some global missionaries that are going to come and present the gospel to to you guys. So we got some global missionaries, and... These global missionaries are our LA, <clears throat> LA, 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 our LAs, and we just came back from boot camp, LA boot camp retreat. Give it up, give it up, give it up, give it up. So one of the challenges that we woke them up at old dark thirty hundred hours is uh, they were global missionaries and they were sent to North Korea where the gospel is not uh, appreciated or accepted, and actually, you know, people are penalized by death for just for their belief and they had to they were detained by the Korean military first so they had to escape from the Korean prison we'll get into that that's going to be another uh, another uh, weekend they had to escape from the uh, Korean prison and then get back to their mission of going to six different um, villages to spread the gospel to people that have never heard the gospel before so my first global missionary is BJ. Give it up for BJ. <laughs> BJ, come on up. You want to go down there? Say, uh, I know you like down there. So BJ, let me get this going. Let me set this up for you, B. So BJ has five minutes before the guards come, and he has to flee from the village. So he has five minutes to share the gospel to 
what's, what, what's, what's the village? What's the first village? Give me a name of a village that he should go. Someone give me a name. Who? What is it? What was it? What was it, Joe? Kawasaki? Someone give me a village name. A village name. What village are you? Who? Batum? Batum. Okay, you're going to the village of Batum. Okay, you ready? <laughs> All right, so the first thing that we always learn as Christians is the story of Adam and Eve. And uh, one thing that we have is that we have a separation between us and God, right? But we never really talk about what gets us to that point. So Adam and Eve are our first uh, humans on earth. Ooh, do not undo that. Our first humans on earth. And so um, they are the ones that get us in this whole situation in the first place. Right, so we have these two people, and they're being, uh, they're being blessed by God in the Garden of Eden, and so they can eat from anything they would like, except for the tree of the fruit of, except for the tree of good and evil, right? And so Eve goes, and there's a snake, there's a serpent that tempts her, and she eats from this tree, and um, then she convinces her husband, and uh, then we're we're kind of doomed, we're kind of we're kind of stuck, stuck in some mud, and so the Bible says in Romans six twenty three that the wages of sin is equal to death. Now, your sin can be anything. Sin, is simply put, is just missing the mark. That's like saying, hey, I need Cameron to go throw a football from here to Atlanta, Georgia. Now, who thinks Cam can make it? Bet. <laughs> now, now, so, now, you might make it farther than others. However, you will definitely not make it to Atlanta, Georgia. Correct? Right? Yes? No? Maybe so? Right. So, your sin, your sin may be alcohol or nicotine, but it's all the same. And David writes in Psalms that the only way is God's way and that God's light removes all darkness. So you have a decision to make. Will you decide to follow in Jesus Christ's footsteps? He died for you. He came here and lived a perfect life so that you could live abundantly and, and full of life. And so you have a decision to make. Shall you follow him? And if you'd like to, you can come and find me and pray with me. And then all you have to do is confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. And you will forever be saved. Check, check. Good job. Our next global missionary, missionary yet. What's a female missionary yet? Still missionary? <laughs> okay, so our next missionary is Jasmine. Give it up for Jasmine. I said Jasmine. I just <laughs> I'm like I said Jasmine. You don't look like you don't look like Jasmine. I'm just joking. No, thank you so much. I told you, hold on a minute. Okay. Love you. Okay, wait, I didn't start you yet. Oh, go ahead. Cuz she's eager. She's like Okay, so what what village or town is she at? Wakanda. You're at the village of Wakanda in North Korea. Okay. Okay, are you ready? So in the village I had, I saw a lot of um, brokenness and abuse and addiction. And when I was brainstorming all these things that I could probably share for them, it was freedom. So I went into Galatians 5, 1, and this is in the Passion Translation, and it says, Let me be clear, the Anointed One has set us free, not partially, but completely and wonderfully free. We must always cherish this truth and stubbornly refuse to go back into the bondage of our past. So there you have freedom. 
you have it completely, you don't have part of it, you have it completely, and it's wonderful. And it's not something that you have to work hard to get. It's not something that you have to go and find. It's something that we just need to walk in. And um, when we have issues like addiction, depression, whatever it is, we need to just give it to God and surrender all of our problems to God. Because when we give our battles to God, he'll take care of our battles. And he'll, the end of it will be amazing. Um, and we just need to trust God when it's in his hands. And um, so also, we need to direct our problems to our problem solver. He's the only one that will really just make this come out perfect. And um, know that God loves you and his intentions for you are only great. And whatever you're going through, I'm not saying that it's from God, but he can take something great out of it. And um, what you're going through could be your greatest testimony, and it could help somebody else out. It can make you stronger. So when you have trials and things that come to your life, just look at it as a chance to grow and a chance to get stronger. So just know that you have freedom, and God's intentions for your life are great. And um, just trust God with your problems and surrender your life and your problems to him. Very good, Jasmine. Very good. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Next up, Global Missionary. Give it up for Cam. Wait a minute, Cam. Let me get you started here. Hi, so uh, my name is Cameron, and I'm a missionary from the United States. Hi! Um, and so the village that I'm going to is um, a village filled with lots of children, and they're, they don't have the best um, anger management. So, yeah. But so before we go anywhere, you guys know what a Bible is. It's definitely a Bible. You know, it's got a Bible in it, and it's filled with truths, and everything in it is true and straight from God. Um, now, I want to talk about the God that we serve. And in John 3.16, it says... For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Now, God loves us so much, and he, he really knows everything that we go through, like, and just is there for us. Um, and he, he gave his only son for us. Like, that's a huge thing. Like, I don't know if many people would do that, like, at all. And um, but I need to, before we go any further, I just need to explain sins really quickly. And those are, sins are things that we can do make God sad about like something we did and it separates us from him so it's harder for us to reach him and whatnot um, and in Ephesians 6 1 it says children obey your parents because you belong to the Lord for this is the right thing to do now God has chosen your parents to lead you so when your parents are telling you not to do something like hitting somebody um, and you disobey them you do it anyways it's like you're disobeying God and you know that make him pretty sad because he's telling you not to do something and you went and did it um, and another thing that the Bible says is, do to others as you would do. Do to others as you would have them do to you. So I know that you, you guys like fighting each other and you know, boxing, putting them up. Um, but I mean, does anybody really like getting hit? Okay, not you, not you, Josiah. Shut up. <laughs> I'm kidding. I love you. Um, and so when you see somebody has got something like ice cream or something, and you want it, and you're going to go punch them. Just just think about it. You know, you wouldn't want somebody to do that to you if you're just enjoying your ice cream, living out your life. And so, 
And, and God tells us not to do that. So, you know, just, just don't. Just, just don't. And, um, and so that's all, all I got. And we're just going to end um, with that. And if you guys want to talk to me a little bit more, you can come after. Give it up for missionary Cam. Good job, Cam. Yep, give me a little love. All right, our next missionary is Lily. Give it up for Lily. Lily, what village are you going to? You have a village? Um, no, it was like, um, uh, yeah, uh, I think it was like uh, North Piranha. Um, Ain't that your mama name? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. No mama jokes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, mom. <laughs> All right, where are you going? Um, <laughs> I couldn't resist. I, I said North Piranha. North Piranha. North Piranha. North Piranha. Because. All right, listen up, listen up. Okay, I like it. All right, all right. Here we go. You ready? Yeah. Go. So anxiety is something that we all deal with, and in order to deal with that, we need a support system. Some people can just like go to their parents or a people or a group of people that they trust, uh, but some people aren't or feel like they aren't. Um, so where do you go for a support system if you don't have one? The best answer I found to that is 1 Peter 5, 7, which says, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Uh, that's where we're supposed to find our support system. God is the perfect support system. He's always got our back, even when we don't feel like it. He will never give up on us, and he will never leave us, even when we feel like he's, even when we don't feel like he's there. Uh, actually, Psalms uh, 34:18 says, so the Lord is close to the broken hearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. God will always be your support. He will always love you, even when anxiety hits or you feel broken. There's and for anybody wondering, uh, like, okay, so now how do you find that support? There's two places. There's two main places. It's prayer and his word. Um, and John 2031 says these are written John 30 20 30 John 2031 sorry um, <laughs> is written right after it talks about the crucifixion and Jesus defeating death so after that it says but these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah the Son of God and that by believing you may have life in his name so like the support is there he all of Once we cast our anxiety on, I have written down a hot mess. Once we cast our anxiety on Him, He'll care for us, even when we're, when even when our spirits are crushed and when we feel broken. All we have to do is believe. Give it up! Awesome, 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 awesome! Our next missionary, give it up for. Yeah. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Yo, you dropped something. Never drop your cross. Uh. All right, yeah, keep, hold on to that Bible, though. <laughs> All right, you ready? You got this? Three, two, one, go. Okay, so in my village, I noticed that there was a lot of greed going on in there, so that's what I'm going to be pinpointing. And 
and I don't have time to read it, but I'm going to be focusing on the story of Zacchaeus, which is in Luke 19, verses 1 through 10. And so basically, Zacchaeus, he was, he was, he was a wee little man. And the story was, Jesus was passing through Jericho, and there was Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector, and what he would do is he would go around through the village collecting tax, but he would lie to people, and he would snag that. And he would keep, and he would keep, he would ask people for more tax than they would need to pay, and he would take the rest of it for himself. So he would lie and he would cheat to people. But basically, he wanted to see Jesus because he heard that he was going up. So he climbed up in a sycamore tree, and um, whenever Jesus passed through, he was like, "Yo, Zacchaeus, come down. I'm coming to your house. <laughs> like, we're gonna have dinner like right now." So they had dinner, and after Zacchaeus and Jesus interacting, Zacchaeus became completely changed. After talking with Jesus, he said, where is it? Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I restored it full for it. So as you can see, Zacchaeus was completely changed. And this brings me to 1 John chapter 2, verses 15 through 17, which I lost my place. Okay. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For the, all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and the pride of life is not from the Father, but is from the world. And the world is passing away along with its desires. But whoever does the will of God abides forever. And as you can see, Zacchaeus, he did not, he loved the things of the world. He loved money so much that he would take it from other people. And he, therefore, he did not have the, the love of the Father within him. But whenever he decided to give his life to Christ, he died on the cross for us. The, um, the will of God abided in him forever. So my point is, if Jesus can, can love Zacchaeus enough to invite himself in and help him out and basically just completely change him, then he loves all of us the same exact way to where he'll change us in a split second. And Jesus died for all of us because he loves us so much. He not only did he take the pain of nails in his wrists and his feet, he took all the burdens that we have and held it on that cross for us. And that's all I got. What's up? Good job. Good job. Good job. Good job. All right. Our next missionary is Layla. All right, hold on just a minute, Layla. Let me get you set up here. Reset. Three, two, one, go. Hello, hello, everyone. So the message I will be sharing with you today is going to be really, really basic. But I'm going to apologize in advance. There might be some redundancy. But the reason why there is some redundancy is because it is that important, and you really need to know it. So I'm going to start with what a missionary is. A missionary is someone who spreads the good news of the existence of God and his love for us. For John 3.16 says, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And so this God's son, his name is Jesus Christ. And Jesus was born here on earth in Bethlehem a very, very long time ago. And he experienced the turmoils of life just like we did. But the difference between Jesus and us is that even though he was tempted to sin, even though there was times where he might have been teetering, he didn't. And that makes Jesus 
Steve, perfect example, something that we, someone that we should all look up to, we should all aspire to be, because he is a perfect example. You could even say he's like a newborn lamb, a symbol of innocence and truth. And for those of you that don't know what sin is, because I mentioned it earlier, it is doing anything that displeases God. Most of the time when you're, you see someone doing something wrong or you think you're about to do something wrong, you get this you know, weird feeling in your gut. And if you go through with that wrongful action, then you are sinning. For Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So the only way to avoid the price of sin is to accept, is to repent for your sin first, then to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Now, I know some of you might be thinking that this is too good to be true because life is really high for you. And that could leave you feeling sad sometimes or angry sometimes or maybe all the time. And I know because I was that kid once before I met Jesus. So, one more thing. Worship music can really heal the soul. And it could be for anyone who someone who doesn't even know Jesus. I can't explain it, but there's something about worship music when you're listening to it, you just get lost in the music, and you can really feel God's presence. You may not know God, but you know there's someone else there with you. And at the same time, it can feel like you're casting away all your worries. So I ask you this. Are you willing to let God take away the, the pain that this world has caused and embrace his unconditional love for you? So as I mentioned early, earlier, and as my peers have mentioned, God loves us so much. He loves us way more than our parents should, and it's and our parents love us a ton, I know. He loves us so much more than that. That's the first thing I want you to remember. The second thing I want you to remember is that we are all sinners, and it stinks, and sometimes we sin without even realizing it, but we have to admit that, that we are sinners. And then we need to ask Jesus to forgive us. Forgive us for the sins that we have done and forgive us for the sins that we are going to do because we are human and we're going to sin again. And that's okay because that's, that's who we are. But that's where Jesus comes in and he saves us. And then you ask Jesus to come and live on the inside of you and to show you the right way and to protect you. So I want all of you to bow your heads close your eyes. Um, you can lift your heads and open your eyes again. I, I'm sorry. That's when I hang up. Okay, so that's your talent. Stand, stop. You had a minute left. So give it up for Missionary Layla. Pastor Marcus was saying earlier, and what I just listed, those are the four spiritual laws, and I want you all to remember that. Because Jesus is always there for us. So, as I said earlier, he can do so much for us, and he can lift the pain that this world has caused, and he could embrace you like no one else can. Like Lily said, he can become your, your support system. And when you let Jesus into your heart, you don't just let Jesus in, you let all of us Christians in. We all become your family. 
So now, if you would please bow your heads and close your eyes. And I want every head bowed, every eyes closed. Because this moment is between you and God. If you would like to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please raise your hand. some of you might not feel comfortable. You might not want to raise your hand. But if you feel Jesus tugging on your heart, if you feel like you need to raise your hand, then I encourage you to do so. But I also want you to remember that this moment is between you and God. It's about your life. This is a life and death situation. Like I said, Romans 6.23 says, for the wages of sin is, uh, is death. Your future, if you do not accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, is death. I do not want that for you. None of us want this for you. We want you to join us in heaven in the future. We want to become your brothers and sisters in Christ. So I'm going to ask you again, if you would like to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please raise your hand. But we are still going to say this prayer together just in case you told God that you still that you wanted him to live on the inside of you, but you just didn't raise your hand. So I want all of you to stand, and we're going to say a prayer together. Great. So I want you to repeat after me. Dear God, thank you that you love me have a good plan and purpose for my life. I'm sorry for ignoring you and doing things my way. I realize now that my sin has hurt you and the people around you. And for this, I am truly sorry. Thank you, Jesus, that you gave your life for me and took the punishment for my sin. Please forgive me and help me now by the power of your Holy Spirit as I decide to live only for you. Amen. All right, thank you. Good job. Give it up for the missionaries. You may be seated. So, in game, and for this in game, for this series, embedded in, in it are to discover your in game, but not just yourself. So, Jesus' last mandate to the disciples was to go out and disciple. And I'm going to ask you a, a question, and I don't want you to answer it openly, but I want you to think about this. Who here in this auditorium, in this sanctuary, in this, in this building has led someone to Christ? Have you led someone? No, 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 no. I don't need to see. I don't, I don't, need, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, don't want, I don't want to see the hand. I want you to think about this. If you have, then great. Then you're doing exactly what Jesus is asking the, us to do. He, the last mandate to the, the disciples is to go out and the disciple. But have you led someone, physically led someone to Christ? Have you revealed to them the, the, the spiritual laws that God loves you, 
sin separates us from God. Jesus died on the cross for our sins, and that we must make a conscious choice, a decision to respond and follow him. Have you led someone to Christ? And if you haven't, it's okay, because the numbers are staggering of the amount of Christians that really haven't. You know, I come to church, I, I worship, and I talk to people, and I say good things, and I, I do good things, but have you led someone to Christ? So this is kind of what's been tugging on my heart and my spirit that you want to, you want to, but you may not know how to, you may not know the words to say, you may be nervous or anxious. So within this end game, it's going to be embedded uh, just how to do that so that you too can know him and make him known. Because how can you make him known if you don't even know how to? And it's okay if you don't, but you will. And there's no greater feeling than knowing who's on the other side of your obedience. There's no greater feeling than knowing that you just saved someone from the pit of hell. There's no greater feeling than knowing that you just changed the course and direction of someone's life that was just headed, you know, to the pit of, of just lies and deception. There's no greater feeling than know that you were a part of that. So we're going to continue this with in-game and just helping you guys give you the tools so that you can take this. The four spiritual laws, it's easy. God loves you, first of all. You tell that person, you know what, God loves you. Sin separates us. Hey, I'm a sinner. Sin separates us from God. It's okay. Jesus died on the cross for our sins. But we got to make that conscious choice to follow him. And boom, the four spiritual laws right there set you up so that you can lead someone to Christ. And it's just that easy. So the enemy doesn't want you to do this. The enemy wants to make you think it's so much more complicated you have to have a thesis and, and a, a two-hour sermon with the orchestra and, and choir behind you singing hymns and gospels and doves to ascend into the heavens as you lead them into Christ. And it's not that difficult. So we're going we're gonna to break this down for you in the next uh, three to four weeks. So we're going to extend in game because I want your in game to be in impactful, but as well as the people around you. All right? All right, so that's the message for tonight. And we're going to transition.